You're listening to a podcast from the Finnish Football Show. Yes, it's the Finnish Football Show, and if you're noticing a tone, that's because it's been a shocking couple of days for the Hulkiad, starting with a resounding away defeat against Slovenia and culminating in a last-minute defeat against Kazakhstan. In fact, two goals in both games, a goal in the last couple of minutes, both of which condemn Finland to miss out on automatic qualification and require potential Nations League playoffs to make it to the Euros in 2024. Um, I'm joined today by Ali. Hi, Ali. Moi. And by Keke. Hi, Keke. Terve. They're both going to talk through their perspectives of the the two games. Keke was out in Ljubljana and uh, Ali was closer to home in the Olympia Stadion in Helsinki. And we'll talk through the key action, the highlights. And there were some highlights. Um, and this growing uncertainty about the future of Marco Canerva. Can it really be the end of the revolution? All of this and more. Let's um let's crack on, chaps. Let's try and raise the uh raise the the mood a little bit <laughs> by talking first. Before we talk about the football, let's talk to Keke about his travels. Keke, tell us all about your uh, your trip to Slovenia. Well, the, um, hello, gents. Yeah, the, the trip was absolutely fantastic. I mean, um, Slovenia, what a, what a wonderful place. They've got, they've got mountains, they've got rivers, they've got caves, they've got beer at two euro fifty a, a half liter. It was, um, it was, yeah, it was really, really great place. I mean, um, we, we, I arrived on Wednesday evening and we settled in. We went to visit. Planica, which is the got the uh, the world's largest ski jump tower, which is the the scene of Matinukanen's 191 meters in uh, in 1985, and so we paid our paid our respects there. We uh, went up, yeah, went up to the mountains, as I say, went down into some caves and um, crossed crossed countless borders. Slovenia is sandwiched between Austria and Italy, so. Um, we hired a car, and every five minutes we seem to be crossing another border. Which, with my um, with my Brexit passport, made me a little bit nervous. But <laughs> I'm, reli- I'm reliably told that once you enter the Schengen area, you can you can move around in it before you leave again for a little while. So, um, so yeah, when uh, we drove out of Slovenia across to Austria, um, literally just for a pint and an apple strudel, and um, and yeah, the, the old border checkpoint guards were waved us through in our Slovenian car. And it was only only a, a couple of yards past the border. I, I thought, oh, should I have got this out? <laughs> but um, but no, it was all good. It was all good. But um, yeah, friendly people, mate. When when we finally did make it down from the mountains and into the city of Ljubljana, a uh, fantastic little city. Um, yeah, beautiful castle up on the hill. Lovely river running through it. The um, the SMU Corps guys organised a little a little river cruise. So that was fun to see them sailing down the river, singing their songs on, on their little boat. So that was good. And um, yeah, it was, yeah, bars and pubs and, and, and beautiful restaurants that sell loads of meat and not much, not, not much else on, on the menu all over the place. So it was, sounds, uh, sounds great. It was, it was, it was an absolute cracker, mate. It was, there was only, there was only one downer and that was the, the 90 minutes of the match, unfortunately. Well, let's, let's come on to that. Uh, Ali, do you, do you have the hockey starting lineup in front of you or shall I read through it? Yeah, I've, I've, I've got it here. So, okay. um, uh, yeah, obviously, Luka Ingar, Radetzky. Uh, uh, I, I guess you can look at it as as a back five with Alho as the right wing back, Hoskin and Ivanov, um, which were was to be expected. And then um, a start for Weissanen, which... Um, I was quite happy about because I think he's he's been doing pretty well this season in in MLS. Um, so at the time that <laughs> the lineups were released, I was happy about it. Let's put it that way. Uh, and then um, Yara Urinen, uh, left wing back, Radishula and 
Karinen in the sense of possibly with Glenn Kamara. I mean, it was it was funny because we were doing this thing where out of possession we were, you know, a three-five-two or a five-three-two, and Kamara sort of playing in the the ten role. But then when we're in possession, Kamara was off often going, you know, wide again, which is what he did against Denmark. Uh, and then uh, Chowman and Puki were the sort of front two, sort of fluid front line. Um, yeah, I, when when I first saw the the lineup in, I guess it was one of the apps I was looking at. It kind of had it laid out as a a three four three with Kamara pushing yeah. forward and Urun and Alho in the midfield, and it looked really bold. But I think you're you're right. It it certainly was more of like a five three two you know, with with Kamara pushing forward a bit when we were attacking. He certainly seemed to be playing higher up towards the, the left-hand side. Yeah, it, it definitely felt that it was, uh, even though the personnel was different, that the the idea was maybe similar to the Denmark game, hmm. uh, particularly in how um, we were hoping to use Kamara with dropping into the centre at times, but then also moving him out wide left as well. Um, I mean, when... when... When I when I first saw the lineup come through, I mean, um, we we got in the stadium nice and early, got our got our positions, and there was quite a lot of fans in the stadium early. We were encouraged to get there early. Um, yeah, everyone got the, their flags out, and the old the old song started up uh, well before kickoff, and it, it was good. But when when the lineup came through, obviously, yeah, I think everyone everyone was was happy with it. I mean, the vice and then choice did. Did raise a, a couple of eyebrows. I mean, not that I was nervous that Lau Weissenden was in. I just thought that you know, where what what was the problem with Richard Jensen? I mean, we know he got a he got a bit of a, a cut on the head in the Hoy Call Aberdeen game, but he had played for Aberdeen after after that injury with his head bandaged. And, it was also uh, nice to so, see Weissenden back in the team, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it it was it was Mark. I mean, we'll get on to what happened, but mm. and you know, hindsight is a wonderful thing, but. He has only just come back from injury himself, yeah, yeah. and um, and played like and played like two or three games for for um, Austin in in the MLS since his since his injury, and he he was out for for some time. So so yeah, I mean, we'll we'll I'll let you explain what transpired. Well, yeah, let let. I mean, I I I just noticed that in the first sort of ten minutes that Slovenia um, had. I mean, even the first twenty minutes, really, a lot of the ball was with Slovenia. Um, in the first 10, they'd had a couple of chances, half chances, maybe long-range shots, but Finland really hadn't done much with the ball as an attacking force. And then 15 minutes, uh, we conceded a penalty. And, I mean, the ball came into Sporar uh, with his back to goal, and he sort of turned towards... He was close to Weizmann, Weizmann behind yeah. him, and he sort of turned and was tripped by Weizmann. And... I don't know if it would have mattered who was there. If he's turning that way and the defender's close to him, I think anyone would bring him down. It wasn't really a deliberate foul to to, to stop him. It was just all part of the, the turn, I thought. I I I've looked at this a couple of times and um and in obviously it was the unlucky Lower Weissen and who who was the victim of that. But I think that the forward is absolutely looking for that. And the, the more I watch it, I just think to myself, the referee's been conned there. I mean, I know I'm I know I'm a Finland supporter, right? But but the the more I look at it, I just think he he's no intention of staying on his feet. He's not trying to he's not trying to roll the defender. He's trying to roll over. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think the ref bought one now. I don't know if you know. It, well, I do because I can see you're nodding your head. So you guys do agree with me. But um, <laughs> but you know, I, I do feel I do feel sorry for for Weissen and and whether it whether like you say, Mark, whether anyone, whether it would have been Richard Jensen who would have conceded that penalty or, or anyone else, it would just added to the sort of, ah, uh, is, is Lau a bit rusty? You know, it mm, just added to the, mm. the little que the little question mark. That's all, mate. Yeah, no, that's true. And 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 so obviously the penalty was was awarded. Um, there were VAR in these games, so it was checked and it was considered the right decision. Now, the penalty was taken by Sheshko. And yeah. this is one of the players that that our our friend Nick from Slovenino One particularly yeah. mentioned. 
he mentioned and actually before the game my brother contacted me and he said I I, I quite fancy Sheshko for to come to Newcastle um because he's a Newcastle fan and he said what's he like and I watched the game and I had to send quite a, a glowing oh, report gosh, yeah. um he, he Sheshko is, is tall strong powerful running with the ball and clearly can mm. can shoot as we as we found out to our peril because he well he st- I, I, sorry mark just just quickly yeah. i mean you just you just mentioned that i mean first thing to say is uh, i was lucky enough to bump into nick outside just before just oh before the right game. Yeah, no, yeah, it so just happened was... to bump into him more yeah yeah i mean um he 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 come up to me and said that oh you must be keke and i was like jesus christ how, how, how do you spot <laughs> How you spotted Brilliant. you in front of all these people? And then I realised I had a goalkeeper shirt on. <laughs> and, I'd, um, and I'd been posting it all over social media. So that's how he spotted me. But um, but yeah, it was great to run into him. And the uh, the second point is uh, is the Slovenia team, they all looked big, tall, right. strong and powerful. I don't know if that came across on the TV, but in the stadium, mate, they... A lot of them. They all just looked like. I mean, I, I already said that Slovenia is full of mountains, but they were they were man mountains, all of them. <laughs> yeah, and they got the mountain on their badge as well, so it's clearly a big yeah. part of their of their culture, isn't it? Uh, but he stepped up and and banged the ball uh, fairly low to to Radeski's right. Luke got a good right. hand to it, but yeah. couldn't couldn't keep that throw, out. Yeah, yeah, that's right, and. Um, I think, well, we talked in the in the preview pod, Ali, about where does Robert Taylor play, and I I was really surprised not to see him in the in this team, yeah. and we'll we'll talk about what he did in the in the Kazakhstan game, um, but really surprised that there wasn't a place for him in this starting team. Um, he's he's clearly got a bit of flair and definitely an eye for a pass that we didn't quite see during this Slovenia game. Um, but maybe with Kyrin and Shula and, and Kamara in the midfield, it was more about being solid and then trying to break, like we said, with, with Kamara getting forward of it. Yeah, I, I think that was the idea. It just never, it never really got going, did it? I, I think when you put Kamara, Shula and Kyrin and in the centre, you are hoping for you know, solidity. You're hoping for um, you know when we do have possession to then pick a pass. But there was never really the options to pick the pass. So there was times when okay, now we've you know we're in transition, we've got the ball, but then there was nothing really to mm. like move forward with it at all. And it just felt like that that out ball was never an option. So then you then put your foot on the ball and then you you pass it sideways or you pass it back and then you invite pressure on, which of course then... You know, I thought that was another similarity to the Denmark game, actually. Like not a lot of, not a lot of creativity in the final third. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, th- I think, I think that's absolutely spot on. And, uh, you know, would that have, would it have helped to have someone else up front, you know, like, Taylor, for example, or you know, if Hawkins would have would have started to be further up, you know, with his pace, but you, you can also understand why Riva would have gone with the slightly more conservative mm. lineup. You know, I think at the start of the game, you know, a nil-nil draw, I would have taken that. Um, yeah. particularly now in hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so yeah, it, it really was just the problem of not creating enough chances and even though as you said Mark that Slovenia did you know they looked dangerous and they they did create they still only had five shots on target so Mm. and three of them were goals so as dangerous as they looked at times even then their end product wasn't you know it could have it could have been more of course it could have been at at times and but 3-0 definitely does make it look like a damaging defeat. I think Slovenia were playing with a really high press as well. They were really active up front. The the TV commentators, one of the words that kept jumping out was prasi, prasi, which is, you know, the high press. And I think this led then to the, the second goal because um, Jensen was just inside the Slovenia half and played a short sideways pass that was intercepted and the ball was played through 
And it was that man, Sheshko, again, who, who collected the ball in, just inside the finish half, carried it all the way to the edge of the Finland box and then just powered it home. I mean, it's a lovely strike. He wasn't close either, but it was a really powerful strike down to Luque's left-hand side and, and into the bottom corner, 28 minutes, and we're 2-0 down. And, yeah, yeah, it's not looking it's not looking good, is it? In fact, I, I took a, a... I didn't have any any stats about the game from the apps I was watching, but on the, on the TV, I took a quick photo of the screen and it said that first half, Slovenia had uh, three... Three attempts on target. They had eight attempts, but yeah. three on target and two two goals. I guess so. It's yeah. and we'd had no attempts on target, uh, none on target, and two overall. Yeah. So both both blocked or off off target. So, I mean, one one um, one thing to take away that we were talking about in the stadium as as half time came along. I mean, we did Pukki did in that first half. Pukki did get in behind once or twice. There were there was um. There was a chance where the ball came across and he controlled it great on his chest, rolled it onto his chest, came down, had a bit, had a bit of a slip before he could sort of get a get a, a cross or, or a shot away. Um, but yeah, one one note that we took at half time was we 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 hadn't had any shots. Mm. Like mm. you know, you, Slovenia had everyone had spoke about Slovenia getting their number one goalie back, and you know you, you're not going to score because we've got our number one goalie in the net. Oh, there weren't any chance of us scoring because we didn't shoot. I I said the same thing at half time. Like they were looking forward to getting him back, but it doesn't matter who's yeah, in he goal. Didn't do anything. Yeah. Um. Uh, one other thing we we should mention because this was this is relevant to uh, later the second game as well is that there was a clash of heads on the twenty second yeah. minute. Um, it, it was, Rasmus it, it Schuller. Was, it, I think it was a bit earlier than that, mate. It was. I think it was around seventeen minutes. Oh, it was. Sorry. No, you're right. It was. Yes. Yeah. Um, and um, and yeah, obviously Radet played on till half time. They've assessed him at half time and and, and realised he's got he's got a concussion. But but yeah, and it was Sheshko that he he hit heads with. So it clearly didn't yeah. do didn't do Sheshko any harm because ten minutes later he scored while wearing a very fetching net uh, bandage yeah. on his head. Do you know what they're called in Finland? No. Right, so Satu works in the emergency ward at the hospital, and that is yeah. known as a perientai pipo, because Friday night when all the people oh, get geez. injured when they're drinking, they get yeah. this little hat put ah. on to keep to, to help them keep their wounds. So we were <laughs> we were saying how oh, has got his, uh, how Sheshko's got his uh, perientai yeah. pipo on. I thought he looked. He reminded me of a nineteen seventies bank robber. I thought he was going to roll <laughs> it down and go. And when he actually was substituted later on, he did have it all sort of rolled down, like a like a sort of uh, all the way down yeah. past his ears. But well, um, I mean, when 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 Rade didn't appear for the second half, I was sort of bemoaning bemoaning River for taking him off because we we sort of needed his we needed his mm. steal, you know, like we uh, you know Khan Kaidin and he's he does so well in in that in that um, Sparta Prague side, you know. Threading, threading through balls and finding the unlocking these defenses in that Czech league and and you know obviously he was he was trying his best but it wasn't quite coming off for him and I thought oh Christ he's he's taken off Rade and and you know that's the sort of bite that we need in the midfield but yeah later we realised that it was due to that due to that concussion that he had yeah suffered. that's so, right and and, and at, at half time uh, Daniel Hawkins and Joel Bochimpalo came on. And mm. uh, Schuller and Benjamin Chelman went off, and this this meant that that Hawkins went a little bit more uh, advanced position, and Camara uh, dropped into um, more into a midfield position, yeah. um, and obviously uh, Yole up front instead of Chelman as well. And I thought Hawkins was so much more dynamic. Up oh, front, running at running at defenders with the ball. Um, at one stage, um, he he did this little shimmy in the in their box and left the defender on his on his backside and and really yeah. sort of livened things up a bit. He, he he really was. I mean, once once, I mean, it was it's a big ask to come back from two 0 against a side like that away from home. You know, they're going to protect their lead. Um, they did in fact break away and find the net. Prior to the to the third goal, um, only for that to be called offside. But but yeah, the, the bright spot was Daniel Hawkins coming on, and you know at least he was trying to get shots away and he mm. was having a go and he he was relentless up front. He 
He was full of energy, as you said, Mark. And um, yeah, I mean, you got to look on the bloody bright side, I suppose, didn't you? So yeah, it was it was good to see Danny Hawkins and 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 see him putting in the effort. And it, it did lead to a period of much more kind of controlled attacking play from Finland. Um, kind of some neat neat passing, but still not quite that killer through ball. And yeah. I, I I wrote here. 50 to 60 minutes, have we had any shots on target even yet? You know, have, that, have any come yet? Um, any any other comments on the... You, you mentioned the, the the disallowed goal on 71. I mean, that would have been some yeah. goal if it had been allowed to stand. He absolutely yeah. smashed it in, didn't he? Right, it was still rising as it hit the, the yeah. roof of the net. Um, <laughs> I, I made a comment a bit later on that... The, the, well, there was a substitution that force came on and even off. Yeah, that's it. Oh, come even on. It, it deserved better than that. I, that was pretty well. good. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. It, well, it, was, it was better than that. Keke looked a bit nonplussed, but I thought that was that was quite good. Um, there, there, there was some... There was It was better in the second half. Um, yeah. We had some chances on target, but but nothing. Um, there, was, there was one where a, a, a long... Sweeping move from Finland. The cross came from Alho quite deep to the back of the post, and it was high for Pulki, but he kind of got up with his feet, uh, got a shot on target, but it kind of just yeah. blocked into Oblak's hands, didn't it, Ali? Yeah. Well, yeah, and so I mean, th- there was that chance, and there was the the Hawkins chance as well, the the one and one where you know their their number one goalkeeper Jan Oblak finally got to show what he was he was made of. I mean, that 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 was the best move of the match. For me, I mean, it was still you know a few short, sharp passes. Lovely little backheel from Pockenpalo as well. Yeah, yeah, really good. And I think looking at it, of course, when you're one and one, you think the striker should score. But I don't think Hawkins did anything wrong there. I think it was just Oblak made himself really big, did a really good save. Um, closed, closed of, it down a bit as well. There wasn't. Yeah, much he closed space the angle the down. But you sort of feel like w- when those chances don't go in at that kind of time in the game, you know it's probably not going to be your night. That's it. And so it ended right at the end. It was just like twisting the knife that had already been stuck in, wasn't it? Really, ninety yeah. ninety plus two minutes, a Slovenia corner, and it was headed clear to the edge of the box. And Janza took one touch and sort of drilled it low through a few Finnish defenders. Uh, and into the bottom right-hand corner as he was looking at the goal. And I don't know if Luke was unsighted, but he um, he didn't get near it. It didn't really matter. Game was over. Keke. Yeah, I mean, um, we knew this was going to be a bit, bit of a, a grim podcast. So just on on that note, when that when that third goal went in, um, the the atmosphere turned a little bit more sour in, in our end. You know, there was a, a lot. They'd been they'd been flogging these. Um, half litre beers for sort of four euros and you could even buy a big plastic cup litre full of beer for eight euros but there was a few of them that had gone down um the stadium in in Slovenia had, had promised that if you collected these cups you could you know you paid a deposit and you could go and get a couple of euros back or, or spend them on something else but in the end they they've just been exchanging them for these little tokens that you can use on your next visit to the right, okay, stadium nice. yeah, yeah. Not on, not on this one, but on the next bit. So yeah, as that third goal came in, uh, a few of these cups made their way down onto the, uh, well, into the direction of the pitch, I should mm, say. Mm. But um, I, I see, I see at least one of them crack a, a security guard on the nut, and he had to get taken away for some medical attention. And what sort of cups uh, were these? The hefty old plastic. Right. Okay. Mugs, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not your, not your, your usual sort of. Squeezy yeah, plastic yeah, okay. or, or card, yeah, big sort of hefty, hefty plastic cups. But yeah, so uh, quite a few of them come down, and you know the the plonkers who are chucking these, like they just yes. need to just need to leave it alone. There's, it, you know, I don't know, I don't know what their modus operandi is or what they're trying to achieve, you know. But they a load of them are landing on their fellow Finnish supporters who are mm. in the front rows. They're landing on photographers. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just it's just not on. So no. yeah, it was a bit it was a bit of a left a bit of a sad taste, I'm afraid. Yeah, that's a shame. But good that you good that you mentioned it. It's good to we 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 talk up the 
the great support that the Finland team gets. And so it's important so, to, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and yeah, it's important to to show that there's two sides to that sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand the frustration, but I just think that's the wrong way to uh, express it. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. Okay, so uh, well, in that case, Keke, after that experience, what was the rest of the Slovenia trip like? A bit flat? Well, or... no, I mean, yeah, we we decided to skip the skip the bus back to the city centre. We decided to walk. Um, so me and me and my pals, we we walked back to the city centre from the stadium. Most of the SMU core headed back to the uh, the very familiar named, well for me anyway, Cutty Sark Pub okay. in downtown <laughs> downtown Ljubljana. Yeah, I wasn't in I wasn't back in southeast London. No. I was in Ljubljana <laughs> in the Cutty Sark. But um, yeah, so we'd been there previous and the night before, but we we decided to skip that after the game. We went back to found a nice little local. Slovenian bar that was showing um, handball on the telly, a much more civilised sport. So we, <laughs> we took took in a bit of handball and um, and had a few beers. And yeah, the, the, the beers started to get a bit sweeter as the evening went on. Obviously, the talk was is the is the campaign knackered, and you know what what did what what does River do for the Kazakhstan game, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and we, you know. The, the group that I was with sort of unanimously decided that River needed nine points from the remaining three games, starting off with that Kazakhstan game that came on Tuesday. So, so obviously we'll get on to that. But that was that was that was the chat in the pub, mate. And um, yeah, well, so I think I think we, that's probably the the perfect segue. Yeah. Okay. Into the game on Tuesday, um, and. For this one, let's let's get a bit of pre-match vibes from Ali because we were we were lucky enough to be offered a couple of a couple of freebie tickets from Etela Pokemon Lahi Tapiola, and uh, I think it's I think it's good to give a little shout out to to them for that. That that came very last minute, and luckily we had a man on the ground who was able to to make use of those. So, uh, Ali, tell a little bit about where your seats were and and what was going on pre-match. Yeah, and thanks again. Uh, well, it's always nice to know people in in high places, uh, like in Sanyoki as well. So. Oh yeah, yeah, and and Sanyoki, yeah, and Sanyoki. Yeah, but, um, yeah uh, the, the usual, you know, really good atmosphere pre match. That I I joined the march. Again, it was a bit colder this time than the last one in September, but again, really good atmosphere, good vibes. To, um, uh, I actually met uh, Mark H for the first time in in nice. the flesh. Uh, so it was lovely to, you know, finally put a, a two-dimensional face to a, a three-dimensional face. Um, so it was nice to meet him. And then, yeah, made my way into the stadium after that. Um, yeah, the, the seats were in um, the uh, E Katsumo, um, really good, uh, sort of right bang in line with the halfway line. Um, so, yeah, re really good view. And I, I think, yeah, what Keke was saying about, you know, the expectations before the game that it was nine points or bust. And so, of course, you then think, you know, is that a tall order? But I think when you look at the fixture list or looked at the fixture list, uh, you know, 20, 26 hours ago or whatever it was, um, you'd still maybe think it was a possibility. Mm. Um, so I think before the game, there was still a lot of optimism. The lineups, I think everyone was looking at it. I, I I still wasn't 100% certain how we were lining up. And well, so again, this is a good, it's a good point because it was, it, it was sort of uh, announced lining up in a 4-4-2 hmm. and I, I'm not quite sure they played that way either, really. Um, Keke, do you want to run through the team? Sure. I mean, um, yeah, it was, it was when that lineup came through, I think, um, we said that there weren't too many eyebrows raised for the Slovenia away game, but yeah, I think it just it it was it just looked like River just thrown all his all his cards out, all his aces from up his sleeve or whatever, and just said sod it, I'm 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 just going to go for this or whatever. But um, yeah, we had Brodetsky in goal, obviously. Um, it as you said, mate, it's uh, it. They posted it as a four-four-two, so it was a back four of Nikolai Alho, um, Artur Hoskonen, Robert Ivanov, and Richard Jensen came back. 
Um, then we had in the midfield Robert Taylor, Glenn Kamara, Kaan Kairinen, and Daniel Hawkins. And then um, the uh, the duo of Poyan Palo and Pukki up front. So, um, yeah, I mean, big... obviously... Sorry, sorry. I was just... Go on. You go, you go. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, um, yeah, so 4 4 2, but obviously it's um, that, it, it's quite a fluid 4 4 2. It depends whether we're in possession, out of possession, as with the previous lineup. But, um, but yeah, it's, it was, it looked bold, I would say. Mm. How did it seem when they were lining up then, Ali? Yeah, it, it, exactly as Keke said, uh, sort of, in possession, we almost had sort of five really pushing forward. Like our hole was going quite high up. Um, the thing that I, I, I think I couldn't work out, and I, I'll touch on this in a, a little bit, is at times, of course, Jensen was, you know, the most left of the defenders yeah. at times, sort of playing like a left centre back, but then also like a left wing back. But occasionally Hawkins was the most deep out of him and Taylor, which I I didn't quite understand. I I felt Hawkins had had quite a good game, but there were times where I felt like he was defensively exposed quite a bit, or there were times where uh, he was facing his own goal quite a bit, and he hadn't quite released it early enough back into defence or back into the midfield. So then Kazakhstan was sort of pushing on him or pressing him up, and then there wasn't any like major instance from that but it happened three or four times throughout the game and I just felt that that just struck me as of a player a young player who's playing in a position that he's not quite familiar with so yeah. I would I would watch this space uh if he does that again because against a a bigger oppo opponent he could probably get more exposed I think I think he's ne never been a wing back Really, he's that, more of that sort of attacking wide player rather than a a, a wing back that gets up and down. Um, it, it, the 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 formation makes a bit more sense because I I mean we we exchanged a few messages and then it, as it sort of started to settle down, if you think of Hawkins playing left wing back and Alho right wing back, because it was then when I was looking at the other defenders, they're all sort of centre backs. It was like okay, so three centre backs, those two wide. Kamara and Kairinen in the in the midfield holding positions, and then Taylor just in front, and then the whole thing sort of made a bit more sense as a shape. Um, yeah. Because one thing we didn't mention was how lively uh, Yo Pokiampalo looked on Saturday when he came on. He was really like really fired, fired up. up. Yeah. And it, I, I thought it carried on in this game, and the first twenty. 20 odd minutes really of this game we we there was we were creating chances a lot a lot of chances um yeah, I mean, and a I, I lot of it was going through taylor i would say yeah i mean i don't i don't think you can fault the effort you know what i mean um obviously we'll get on to, to what happened but yeah I, I i don't think that you can fault the the effort of, of any of these players you know they're, they're obviously trying you know what i mean but mm. um yeah, for what for whatever reason, it's it's the, the the results are just going against them. I mean, I don't if I'm being ultra critical, I don't think Glenn Kamara had his at his best game in a in a Finland shirt. I think he the play seemed to slow down when it went through him. You know, it's um it's I do think that's part of his game. He does he does sort of receive the ball, slow the play down, let try and let people go forward and then Sort of, he can burst or or find a pass, but yeah, I, I think I, I think when think I watch him, sometimes he gets the ball, and not just that the game slowed down, but time seems to slow down. He's got that <laughs> that thing of like of, of having control and a bit of grace or whatever on the ball. I, I didn't notice it as being a a problem, but it, it occurred to you, and that's that's fair fair point. Um, we, I, I think, did we not see? where Robert Taylor can be at his most dangerous during this game in that position, linking between the midfield and attack, almost like that Robin Ludd position. Robin's been out for quite a while now. And, and, you know, we, we liked, we've always liked him as a player, but I thought Robert Taylor, some of the passes that he was making through the defense, finding his teammates, um, it's almost like he brought a bit of messy, 
messy stardust on his boots Magic, and yeah. sprinkled it around the Olympic Stadium. Um, this this was all in the first like, 20, 25 minutes. And then Finland got the goal that we've been waiting for on the 27th minute. There was a foul on, on Jolle and it led to a direct free kick. Um, Ali, your position in the ground must have been perfect to see this. Yeah, it really was. It was sort of almost sort of behind it and to the sides. Yeah. It was, yeah, we we really did have the probably the, one of the best views in the stadium of it. And I, I did say, I mean, if anyone wants the lottery numbers after this, uh, just let <laughs> know. Just, I, the, the, the words that I, I said were, let's see if the free kick practicing with Messi has paid off. Key and wallop, cue what happened. And then my father-in-law turned around and he said, yeah, it has. Because <laughs> <laughs> it went over over the wall towards the, the left-hand side of the goal as he was looking. It wasn't right in the corner. It wasn't right by the post. But it seemed to me the goalkeeper had to travel quite a way over. That was the protected side of the goal. And by the time he got over there, he just didn't have enough to, couldn't get enough of a hand yeah. to it to, to keep it out. Um, and... Yeah, that was that was quite something. But I do, I did feel after that 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 Finland lost a bit of momentum in the game, and that that Kazakhstan sort of started to get a bit more into into it leading up to half time. Yeah, and I I also think that, that as you sort of touched on earlier, like the opening 20, 25 minutes, we could have been two or three up already. So when that goal did go in, you sort of relaxed a little bit and thought, okay, now we're gonna now we've got something to build on. Um, and it never really materialised. Again, just to sort of colour your point on uh, camera, he, he looked physically weaker. And I don't know whether that's uh, an after effect of the of the injury or, you know, what he's usually good at is, is bringing the ball down, using his strength to, you know, fend off, you know, other players and then, you know, turning and then going yeah, you know, in transition or just going past a player, and that's the thing that he he also looked quite scared of the physical battle as well. Like he 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 ducked out of quite a few headers. He sort of yeah missed out on on a few sort of fifty fifties, and yeah, that I think that's the things like that really sort of gave Kazakhstan a bit of confidence and credit to to Kazakhstan that they you know after the goal they didn't let it uh, get to their heads, but. A combination of Finland being, you know, very good in the opening twenty-five minutes, but also Kazakhstan were woeful. That they, they they were not good at all, and I think that's what has made the defeat even more painful. That mm. it really felt like, I mean, you could call it a smash and grab, but I think sometimes very good teams sit up to have a smash and grab, and and I wouldn't even call, <laughs> I wouldn't like to necessarily credit Kazakhstan with that because I felt like they were really sort of playing on trying to win a corner, for example. And of mm. course, that is obviously what worked out for them. But if yeah. that's if that's your tactic at this level of football, you're, you know, a team like Finland should be beating a team like Kazakhstan, that's for mm. sure. Um, there was one one thing. Sixty fourth minute. There was a long range shot from about thirty meters out that was that was moving in the air and it it evaded uh, Radetzky's hand but smashed off the bar. It was I, I put a kind of cold with fear emoji next to my note there because it was it was like whoa that that was from nowhere and that was lucky. Um, but Keke, it was another penalty that, that sort of undid us in the seventy sixth. Minute. Do you want to just talk through what happened there? Yeah, I mean, again, I, I think, I think, I, I think this one's harsh as well. I mean, yeah. where, where's he? Where's he supposed to? They've given it for handball, but where's he? Where, what's he supposed to do? I mean, they go on about these unnatural positions and all that business, but for me, sort of jumping, jumping up like that's more of an unnatural position than sort of. So yeah, I mean. He went. He went and had a look, didn't he? He went and looked at um at the monitor for whatever reason. He was told to look at the monitor, and yeah, he's he's sort of put the fear of God into us when he's come back. I did the old symbol penalty, yeah. but um, Ali, Ali. Yeah, I I, th I think no one knows what the handball rule is anymore. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I I I think it is just it's a guessing game at this point. And yes, you know, referees are professional. Some of them are very good, some of them are less so, but no one knows what the hand, handball 
rule is. And I think in the stadium, it, it the atmosphere was brilliant throughout. But at that moment, when you just see that the fact that the game hasn't continued, everyone just went quiet because it's never yeah. a good time. Because yeah. you know the ref- referee's been spoken to about something. And the fact that I think Kazakhstan had just had a corner or they'd had some kind of little bit of pressure. You just knew that if there was going to be anything, it was going to be against Finland. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't see the handball where I was uh, at all. Um, I, guess I think it's... that's the thing that was also most worrying. Like, I didn't see anything. Yeah. And and then it went to VAR and I was like, oh, no, this is not good news. Um, and, and also, I thought the rule was that if the ball had been sort of played at you from close range, then it wasn't handball. Yeah. Now, well, he's yeah. jumped. You're right. His hand is up in the air, like head height. The ball has been headed by the forward. And did it hit That's Jensen's right. head and then his hand or it went yep. straight to his hand? Like, like there's a, no, it, it, hit, it, it hit him on the head first. I'm and sure then hit his own hand. Like, yeah. There's there's nothing in that that's, that's intentional, and it's just mad. Yeah, and then there was the the rule that if it had come off another part of your body and then hit the hand, it was never it's going not to handball as yeah. well. Yeah, as well. Oh, yeah. Ah, so that was that was seventy sixth minute penalty was drilled down the middle, high down the middle, and and Luke uh, dived to to the side, yeah. um, and then the real the real kick in the guts came on the 89th minute Kazakhstan had a corner from the right their right hand side um a player a player moved to the to the uh near ran towards the near post yeah um beat all the defenders and, and sort of flicked the ball to the far post just inside the post and game over and well the air I, turned I, blue in my in my house and it turned very quiet down there in Helsinki. I mean, un, unfortunately for us and unfortunately for him, I think it was um, our, our mate Kamara again. The, the fella seemed to, to lose Glenn, get up get up in front of him and, you know, Glenn makes a bit of a token jump but sort of doesn't get anywhere near it. And as you say, mate, it's sort of, it's sort of a, it's not even a glancing one, is it? It's sort of a, a, a back header skims off his, his head and goes where absolutely nobody is standing mm, right at that mm. far post. And and that's like, yeah, that's, uh, that's bloody game over there. Not we'll just game a, over, but yeah. We'll have a talk. Over. Yeah, well, we'll have a talk about the, the table and that in a minute. You, it's, it, There's been a lot of talk online since then about, is this the end of uh, the revolution? Um, apparently, Canava's contract is up when Finland are out of this competition. Is that is that correct? I understand that correctly. Yeah, I, mean, um, I, I believe his his contract runs. Yeah, until their involvement in this Euro twenty twenty four is no longer active. So that could be as long or as short as you take it. But yeah, just before you, before you before you you go, mate. I mean, we did uh, we did stick this the, the this you know ultimate question on on the Instagram today, and go on, it, it's it's. It's it's come back um, out of all the people who saw our Instagram story today. We've come back with a, a 25% saying yes, it's time to end the revolution and, and give Michael the elbow, and um, and a, a large 75% are saying that we uh, we keep hold of him and and muddle on through. Well, not muddle on through, but shake shake off the disappointment and and keep going. So yeah, okay. Now that's 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 good to know that that there's that's a a measure of sentiment anyway. And mm. we had Ali there in the ground, but he said earlier that he met up with Mark H and uh, Mark sent us in uh, a short voice note, clearly recorded after the game because his voice is shot, <laughs> but he has something to say about the game and also about the future of River. Evening lads. This is about an hour after the, the defeat to Kazakhstan, and uh, I thought I'd drop you a note because I'm pretty sure my voice won't last until uh, until tomorrow's show. Uh, but I just wanted to say, um, after the Olympic Stadium, it feels pretty hard right now, pretty tough. Uh, that's clearly a game we should have won, we should have handled, and we didn't, and because we didn't, we're not going to make it now to the Euros 
um, a game's cost us. Um, and it shouldn't have happened. Um, there's a lot, a lot, you know, in the pubs, I think afterwards, I think a lot of people were talking about, about Rive and about whether or not it's time. I think, uh, that in a way that, that defeat felt a bit like the pre River days, you know, that was quite nostalgic for me, you know, controlling the game for 80 minutes, dodgy pen, losing it in the last minute. Very much not a not a Rive kind of a performance, very much a part of the line or a Hans Bakke kind of result. So I would ask everyone to pump their jets a little bit on on Rive's future. Um if you think about him as a as a coach or that game as a coach, what he's gotta do is make chances at one end and stop chances coming at the other. We only conceded two chances, really. I mean, they hit the bar with an absolute belter of a shot. But apart from that, shots on target. It was the header in the last minute and the penalty, which was, you know, VAR, VAR's handball. I mean, there's nothing he can do about it. It's not intentional. But, yeah, I suppose it's fine. It's his hand. So we got a bit done, but we only conceded two chances. And at the other end, Robbie Taylor's in a, a beautiful... Beautiful free kick. I'm glad, glad to see him back. But I mean, Demo Puki had a had a great chance. He he could have should have squared it to either Yolle or Rob Robbie, who are both free. He didn't. He shot and he missed. Daniel Harkans broke through a couple of times. Once one on one with a keeper, dragged his shot wide. Uh, Yolle got space and shot from the edge of the box, and it sort of shanked it with the outside of his foot, and that drifted wide. Um, Alho had a chance. You know, I mean, a beautiful interplay, burst through into the box, and then he's he's got to put it, he's got to put it away. And beyond that, we had a, a couple of half chances. Jensen's pile driver from from distance and sticks out. So we made loads of chances. We didn't concede many chances. So we did all the things that a good coach, you know, puts should put in place. Um, it's just a really, really hard night. And a really tough, tough result because I think we need to start working out how we can make those chance, how we can put those chances away, and then how we can just be a little bit tougher in the back in those moments. But uh, no great wisdom. Atmosphere was brilliant. Pojo's carry were, were amazing. Full of voice throughout. Uh, crowd was really good for a cold night in November. Couldn't fault them. Um, it was a pleasure to be back in the stadium. It's just a shame we uh, we came up a bit short tonight. Okay, so Mark is is clearly as disappointed as we all are, um, and but but he's he makes a good point, doesn't he, Keke? We've been doing this show now for eight years, and we we were here pre River, and yeah, yep. there were some bad times. It under uh, certainly under Backer that I I really started paying attention to the national team and this thing of losing in the and conceding or conceding even in the last minute it's not a habit we want to want to bring back much much more regularly in the future but we shouldn't kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think that was my that was my go to analogy exactly, mate. But oh. I think that's why I think that's why this stings so much because it's familiar and because it's in not too distant memory. A lot of these, a lot of these fans, um, an awful lot of them, there, there is an awful lot of newcomers in the, in the stadium uh, and at the away games, but a lot of these fans have been there a lot of years and they've, they've witnessed some of this stuff before. Mm. So I think there's a little bit of a, I'm not going to say panic, but I think there's, there's a little bit of a feeling that, uh, we've seen so we've 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 been through these bad times, you know. We've we've ridden a bit of a crest of a wave. Please, Lord, don't let us go back to these dark old days. And you know, we've got to be honest. It is two two nasty, stinging, horrible defeats that that we you know Slovenia are a good side. Uh, our mate Yurkan, who got involved with us, reminded us that Kazakhstan are a good side. And said that we we might have taken them a bit lightly last time, but 
but you know if if we're gonna if we want to be that side if we want to be that country who we pretend or not pretend but you know who we project ourselves as as being we need to be beating teams like Kazakhstan at home I'm afraid and and so they're in the pubs and in the bars and on online the questions are being asked of Rivet and and I as I said I do think it's because for a lot of people those stinging last minute defeats are in that memory bank in the not so distant past I think that maybe people should also have a think about, if not River, then who? Ali. You, you took the words right out of my mouth. All oh, right, so I've just taken the words out of both your mouths. I hope you've got <laughs> yeah. some more. You're good at that, yeah. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, I, I, look, of course, the grass is always greener, and I think we also live in a, a time that getting rid of managers is almost like a craze. It becomes like this online thing it's like with transfers it's like oh let's just buy this player let's get this new manager in because he I don't know he did well in the Bundesliga and wears fancy trainers it, it just really gets to me sometimes that you know there's this culture of really wanting to get rid of a manager and because it's always going to be better I think River has you know built up a reputation to sort of decide he, you know, he can go when he decides, I think. And I think there's still enough in the team. There's still enough positivity, uh, you know, from the at least from the young players' point of view as well, because a lot of this team are still at a decent age that, you know, can be worked at. And I think it's it's really important for the next two games in particular against Northern Ireland, against San Marino, that whether it's with Riva or not, that we win those games. Let's let's get let's get to eighteen points uh, for the qualifying uh, groups. Yeah, uh, it's it's not going to be enough, uh, or it's very likely not going to be uh, enough. Um, and so let let's finish with two wins from the November internationals, and then see where Finnish football is at the end of it. I, I think that's really important just for uh, for Finland moving forward. Yeah, I, yeah, I think. Go on, Kiki. I think I, I, I just wanted to. Just to say, like, I think, you know, we heard what Mark H said, and I think he really did sum it up really well. But I think that Rivet, he must have enough credit in the bank to withstand these couple of nasty defeats. You know, he has to be, in my opinion, he has to be given the opportunity to, to put it right. Um, it isn't like club management. You know, you don't just, you don't just have another game next week and get someone. Get a new manager. Oh, can you fix this quick? Blah blah mm. blah. He he he's he's of it. We we called it a revolution because he has he has altered the focus and the feeling and the the the, the that feel good factor around Finnish football from from the bottom to the top. You know, it's that's it was a it was a revolution. That's what's happened over the last few years. So I do think he has enough credit in the bank, and and I personally think he. He has as the skills and must be given the opportunity to to get us back on track. I think with the team as well, like it's it's evolved almost constantly under him, and even in, since the since the Euros, some of the older players have gone out, new ones have come in. There are constantly mm. new players being introduced yeah. into the team. Um, that said, there's been a a bit of a noise online about um Limata being brought into yeah. the squad. He must be brought in because he's playing in Portugal. Well, mm. you know, he only moved there a couple of months ago. He's played half a dozen games. Like, yeah, definitely he's one for the future, but just because he's playing in Portugal doesn't mean you're automatically straight in the team. Like there there is a pro uh a pathway for the young players into the into the the full team. There's also a door out as well. We've seen that with um yeah. with Valacardi, for example. Um yeah. hasn't hasn't featured in the last year or so really. Um but these players if they're if they're doing it regularly enough, they will get a chance. And if they take their chance, they'll stay in as well. That's right. I mean um there has you're right, there's been a lot of talk about um young Limata. Uh, and also Caspaterro is one that's been mentioned as well, playing in Belgium, uh, doing good things there. I'm sure, I'm sure 
River and his staff are all over that. Mm. You know, they're not mm. oblivious to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, whether those lads are ready remains to be seen. But um, but yeah, it's it is. There are noises around those players. Their their names on the, on the lips of of a lot of Walkyat fans. Um, people they want to see in squads. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. The futures. The future is still bright. Oh, the immediate future may not be quite so quite so rosy. Um, let, let's just finish off by just going through the, the Group H table. So um, Slovenia are top um, with 19 points plus 11 goal difference. Denmark a second, 19 points plus 10. Then Kazakhstan, 15 points uh, plus three. Finland a fourth with 12 points plus three. Northern Ireland a fifth with six points minus two. And San Marino a a sixth with no points and minus 25. Um, they have scored a goal. Actually, they scored a goal yesterday against Denmark. Denmark struggled yeah. to a 2-1, 2-1 away win in San Marino. Um, yeah, you, I mean, we can't we can't get into the top two now. Um, I think Slovenia play against Denmark and Kazakhstan. So those, those top three places are not settled mm. yet at all. Um, it could be any two of those three, but it won't be us, unfortunately. And we'll we'll go into the um, Nations League playoffs, I believe, and let's see who we get who we get drawn against there. I'm sure we'll know a bit more about that either Once later Rich this comes year. Back. Well, <laughs> no, that's true. But I was thinking, is it even that completely clear yet? There's probably yeah, there, a few I mean, teams we can perm from. Yeah, there's there's talk of. Um... There's what well, my limited knowledge. There's talk of Wales, Iceland, Bosnia, possibly Norway. So yeah. And I heard few. that you. I also heard Ukraine mentioned as well. So that's five teams, which is why yeah. I said we should wait a little bit and see how this thing yeah. all all plays out because it will depend who qualifies from this yeah. competition, which teams are removed from the playoffs, and then who we play against. So. Um, it's all fun to speculate, and yes, Rich does know this stuff because he. That's it. He loves it. Um, I'd much rather wait and see what's going on and then talk about things <laughs> that are actually going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, I reckon, lads, to... that's that's another hour we've done. Again, yeah. I said to Lady Sutu that oh, we won't be too fun. long. We've only got two games to talk about. And there we are an hour later. And uh, Well, we haven't it's... finished yet because there's something else I want to tell you. Go on, then. I, um, no, it's, uh, I just wanted to say, obviously, Ali mentioned that the um, Pohios Cara were in fine voice yesterday. And um, obviously, they they unveiled that banner at the start of the game, um, showing their their respect for the the two Swedish fans who sadly died in 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 Belgium. There, yeah. so again, Pochettino doing great things for not only football culture, but for you know recognizing um, recognizing you know the standing with their neighbours against well, football fans everywhere really. Right, and that, and that's important, so. Keke, because you you mentioned something earlier that was less positive. This is the light to the shade, and that's that's the both definitely need to be need to be mentioned. Um, thanks again, boys. Always good. Um, You're welcome. Do you know there are women's nations league games very very soon? We're going to have to have a little yeah! chat about when when do we get back and when do we when do we watch those? But um, until the next episode, Ali, thanks a lot for for being Peter, here. Peter, my my. Keke, good to see you as always. Kitos, kitos. Am, uh, am I allowed to play you out with my song? You can. I don't know if you're allowed to play us out with your song because I don't know if we're going to get some kind of copyright infringement. It's bad enough no, with no, our I'll own only, theme music. I'll only, play you, I'll only play you a little bit. Ready? Go on then. Can you hear it? Wait for it, wait for it. Thank you very much on that bombshell. Listener, until the next episode, thanks for joining us on the Finnish Football Show. Goodbye. You've been listening to the Finnish Football Show. You can find us online at finnishfootballshow.com. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening or watching. You can follow the Finnish Football Show page and group on Facebook and also on Instagram. See the links in the episode description. You can also connect with the five hosts on Twitter. 
at Explore Finland, at FC Sorby, at Escape to Sorby, at Kekimulari, and at Mano99. Links to the Finnish Football Show merch stores are also in the episode description. <laughs>